Happy Wednesday, Unwoke Nation, and I'd like to welcome you to episode 7 of The Unwoke Show, where free speech is welcome, all subjects are on the table, and your boys bring you topics raw and uncut every single Sunday, baby. I'm your co-host, Rich, along with my brother from another mother. How you doing, Big Tim? Timmy? I'm doing all right, Rich. How about you, buddy? Doing great, man. Doing great. Just another Wednesday, and join this, uh, join this podcast where I'm talking to all you great people. Want to give you guys a great shout-out out there, so from California all the way up to New York for taking a uh, time out to listen to our show every single Wednesday. Hey, guys, make sure to like and subscribe and check us out on our social media so we're on twitter we got youtube spotify and just got it done with as we said before about our apple podcast we definitely love you guys uh listening on there so but definitely check us out on the unwoke the show and we also love to hear any comments you guys have any questions and quite honestly guys like i said this this show is all about you guys and also we would love to hear you know any topics that you might want us to cover and talk about and also so definitely give us a shout out um at our website uh, excuse me at our email on feedback so it's feedback at unwoke the show.com once again feedback unwoke the show.com just go ahead guys out there like and subscribe we want to hear from you guys not only here in america but all over the world now we just want to thank you guys for spending that time with us so guys here on episode seven we definitely want to tackle another great uh topic uh coming across right here and i'm sure you guys have been hearing a lot of stuff you know even here on the news and also uh so today's topic is going to be about you know is free speech under attack well rich reading back in your uh awesome intro there what is it you say about free speech <laughs> free uh, free speech is welcome here in the unwoke show exactly <laughs> um you know free speech itself wouldn't if we didn't have the first amendment and free speech we wouldn't be doing what we're doing right now amen man right so i wanted to kick off the show tonight um and I'm going to read exactly word for word what the uh, First Amendment says as documented in our U.S. Constitution from 1791. Okay. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Sounds great to me. Absolutely. So um, that's what the First Amendment says. That's what it is. That is our guiding principle. Um, but I, I think as we've all seen uh, recently, in the media itself, free speech itself, I believe is absolutely uh, under attack. And that's free speech in all forms. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there, there's nothing, um, I, I think, more clear cut than free speech itself. No, and you're absolutely right. I would, you know, it's uh, it's good that we have people out there who are, you know, wanting to be able to, you know, protect their free speech and all. I mean, definitely shout out to Elon Musk if he ever hears this and all. We are definitely thankful for him wanting to uh, use a major platform like Twitter to be able to let allow people to say what it is that they want to say and also. But I, guys, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I find even myself sometimes. Where, you know, I might see somebody who comments on Twitter and I want to be able to say exactly what I want. And you get that little box that pops up saying like, well, you know, you're sure you don't want to edit this and also because, you know, this might come off as being offensive and everything like that. And it's like, 
it's like, wait a minute. It's like, you know, I'm not out there trying to offend somebody. I'm trying to be able to express what it is. So my question would be, it's like, you know, who are the free speech police that basically says if Tim uses this word or if Rich uses that particular subject or whatever case may be or that particular hashtag, that that's considered a uh, Yoko Ono, you know, with when it what, are we going to break up free speech like the Beatles now? Right. <laughs> Is, you know, that, is that the the uh, connection you're trying to make? Exactly. There? It's like, come on, man. <laughs> so, okay. So you mentioned Elon Musk. Um, I don't know if you know, he was on Bill Maher this past weekend. Ah, okay. And, uh, you know, Bill Maher, he had a Woody for Elon. It was, it was obvious. Um, one of, I, I think one of Elon's uh, core beliefs you know, is free speech. And he saw in Twitter that all of a sudden free speech was being censored. And mm. to, you know, and, you know, I think to him, the banning of speech, regardless of, of what it is, um, should all cause us to raise an eyebrow on, okay, what is really going on? So it, w- it was right. um, incredibly interesting to hear um, his take on Twitter, what Twitter was doing. You know, Twitter had been in the news with re- with regards to working with the FBI and censoring things about Hunter Biden and all that stuff, right? Um, so I think his view on Twitter and, you know, he's been in the news, you know, all the firings at Twitter and people saying Twitter's a dumpster fire and stuff. And you know what? I was in that bandwagon initially just watching, you know, the staff being cut in half and he goes, um, he, Elon during his discussion with Bill Maher justifies those firings as, you know, Twitter was on the brink of, um, just shutting down, essentially. I mean, if I understand, I thought I heard something where he said he fired about, what, 80% of the staff? Yeah. Something like that? I mean, and so, uh, you know, but to him, again, it was coming in because he saw that free speech was being censored by Twitter. Twitter being what it is and its popularity, right? The, the, you know, a main medium right up there with, you know, the Facebooks of the world, the um, TikToks of the world, um, and he just thinks that the banning of free speech or regulating that free speech is incredibly dangerous to society. And I think on that point, I would, um, completely agree with regards to who are the, uh, police. Yeah. Um, I think we can go all the way f- as far back as to the sedition act mm-hmm. of the federal government. Um, during a time of world war one where the federal government was um, regulating free speech as it related to the war. They didn't want people talking bad about the war. They were trying to, um, trying to get as trying to ensure that morale was up Mm -hmm. uh, about the war. I mean, ultimately the sedition act was uh, found unconstitutional and it was eliminated. Um, So there's, you know, there's one, form of uh, let's just call it speech police yeah so a the federal government um b 
an, another speech police group would be anybody whose narrative doesn't fit their narrative. Right. Right. Um, then all of a sudden those would, those who I would lump into the free, uh, speech police, uh, group. Um, I would even argue that our media outlets in some capacity, mm-hmm. um, relegate free, um, free speech to certain topics. Mm-hmm. Um, just for fear of the backlash that a certain segment of society may have an issue. Uh, with and sometimes that. that's that segment of where they might have an issue is a very small segment of, of society where so, but, and that's, you know, it's, it's almost like, you know, when we talk about this, it's like the suggestion act as it does during world war two, as you had mentioned where so, but it's almost like it's more out in the open now of like, you know, things where we say, we have this list of things that you can't say. And it's like, but wait a minute, I, as you know, the First Amendment says, I have a freedom, I have a right to be able to say those different things. Where So I think we've mentioned on a previous episode of where it's like that. I mean, we might not like like certain things or certain maybe um, supremacist groups might say in there like that. But in the end, I mean, they have a right to be able to to say that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, and, you know, and since we're circling back on the government on this topic. Um, I don't know if you're aware, but Ireland recently passed a law making it illegal to to read non-mainstream news sources. Huh? Yeah. Lawmakers in Ireland have passed a new law that will make it illegal for citizens to view or share any non-mainstream media content on their phones and computer devices. Non-mainstream. What is their definition? They want to say of non-mainstream. Where I mean, because it sounds simple and everything, but you know, a lot of times when you have people who are trying to do this, it always comes out where it's it's a simple word and everything, but then they try to complicate it by by adding all this different jargon to it. So I would love yeah. to be able to. Hear so what okay, so here let me complicate this uh, even further for uh, our audience. The new legislation means that anything viewed online that has been deemed hateful by fact checkers will result in prison time for those who have viewed or shared it. Huh? Exactly. Uh, Okay, so let me get straight. So if I had a piece of information, and let's just say it's factual, but if the fact checkers the speech police, as we mentioned earlier, deem this as not as being bad, and I decide I don't want to share it with you, Tim, I'm looking at the clink. Is basically what you're telling me. So, I can't do freedom of, ex- of speech, or, I mean, I don't know if you can say it, like the expression of, you know, I express that this is, a, this is actual factual, and I want to be able to share this that they're willing to throw me in the jail for it. And Ireland has passed this. <laughs> yeah. So um, let's just throw another um, heaping layer of bullshit on this one. Okay. So not only has this law um, been passed and yes, you will do prison time. The burden of proof is shifted to the accused who is expected to prove they didn't intend to use the material 
to spread hate. Sounds like a dictatorship. Well, it, it is. It, a lot of people feel that this is a very fascist yeah. um, law, uh, for sure. Uh, you know, fascist, fascist legislation. Mm -hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's, if we need any other points to justify that free speech is under attack in America, I mean, just look at Ireland. Yeah. Well, not in America, just free speech in general under attack. Right. Yeah. Just, I mean, you know, Ireland is your example. Right. Right. So, um. But what's funny is the bill does not define hateful speech. See, and that and that's the rub. That's where I was going. It's like they they're making this this blank statement saying that what's hate speech. Okay, what are the what are the four numbnuts out there sitting behind some big desk or so in Irish par in Ireland's par parliament, basically saying like, oh, we decided this this and this is going to be hate speech. In what way? I, I I don't I don't get that. It's you know it's and what's the likeliness of of such a law coming over here to the West? Well, um, I mean let's let's go real talk here. Well, we just mentioned the Sedition Act, right? Well, true, right? So it's mm -hmm. that's that was out there, you know, again deemed unconstitutional. I mean, like hard nose in in such a case like this, where I mean, like. Really, the powers that be putting together a hard-nosed type of law, um, where America is built on the on freedom, and now that well, could potentially be somebody taking notes on, hmm, we might want to do that, you know. Well, I mean, it's. I I would like to think that in in America this wouldn't actually happen in the modern era i would like to think that the history that we have you know again getting back to the sedition act we know that okay that's um doing that or passing that again that fascist law that ireland is has recently passed mm -hmm. um that that wouldn't happen here now that doesn't yeah. mean that uh democrats republicans um, haven't thought of it in some capacity, mm -hmm. um, or you know, behind in the in the halls or private conversations or something like that. I mean, because right? we really don't know. I mean, we don't even know, you know, like who was the one who proposed the Sedition Act at that time. We don't even know. But it's just fact. We're just putting the government just in, in general was willing to put that on their own people. That's that's shocking. Well, uh, let's. Okay, so you, you you want to talk about the country? So back in March, um, in Washington State, mm. love those guys. Hey, let's ban everything associated with the AR, but we won't get it. That's a separate topic for something. Yeah. So uh, in Washington State, a lawmaker proposed a hotline so the government could track offensively biased state biased statements, as well as hate crimes I so I'm not I'm not done it, it, we'll, we'll you know that's one crazy oh, oh, okay right so that's so that's out on you know the left coast okay right um, mm -hmm. they do a little 
they do things a little different out there, just a little different. Um, let's head down to the good old South. In Florida, bloggers are fighting a bill that would force them to register with the state if they write posts criticizing public officials. Wait. So let that sink in for a minute. Yeah, that's that is really messed up. You know, there are countries out there like Saudi Arabia where you can't even speak against a royal family. That's real close to say, I mean, is that exactly what with what they're trying? So they can't post something on a political figure. Is that what we're saying? And that's considered wrong in the United States of America? Criticizing a public official. Freedom of expression. Yep. So really what this is saying is we're going to pass or we want to pass a freedom of expression restriction on bloggers. No. That, oh gosh, people, I, I'm sorry guys, I'm, I'm learning about this just as, as <laughs> I'm learning about this just, just right now, just as you are, and uh, that's, uh, yeah, that, that's got, that, that's got fascist written all over it and everything, so I mean, gosh, I've seen, I, I've seen less red and, red and black out of Bulls game. Uh, <laughs> it's like, like, yeah, um, it's, take Charlottesville. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good point. White supremacist um, event, car. yeah. You know, a white supremacist event. The, the clashes between various groups. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a, another example. Um, do you want to pass something that has the potential that if your peaceful demonstration is going to incite rioting? Mm-hmm that sorry you can't have you can't have your peaceful demonstration even though it's protected under the first amendment i mean it's white supremacists and you know that they're their own group and right we won't get into that but and you know probably a lot of what there is is hate speech and yes Mm -hmm. contrary to popular belief hate speech in itself is speech it is Right. Um, let's take the most recent, the January 6th insurrection, our former president. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, essentially using speech. Mm-hmm. And while I don't agree with the events of January 6th, mm-hmm. but now all of a sudden she would be looking at laws that could potentially censor you know statements that may deemed inflammatory it's i i guess it's almost like you know when i like to use the the idea where you have certain people out there where it's like you know you treat them like a bomb and it's like you want to find out how short the trigger is it's like you know it's like yeah i mean that's just that's crazy you know that I guess that's kind of the question. I'm sure a lot of you guys who are listening are asking that same question. It's like, you know, when does this end? When does this get, it's like that people are just so, and Tim, you've mentioned this many a times, just, you know, people are just so soft and so easily, easily offended 
it's like, you know, where, who is the person that decides, you know, how far this actually goes? Uh, you know, so I did, in fact, where I think I remember, I think Canada just passed some type of bill that uh, basically says where that you can't protest anything that deals with LGBTQ words so like that. I mean, you know, they just passed that law. I think of probably, I think it was sometime last month and everything. And uh, it just doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense where. And so, and this is nothing against the LGBTQ community where it could have been for anything. So you're talking about the don't say gay bill down in Florida? Yeah. Yeah. Like they were talking okay. about, you know, Ron which, yeah, which Ron DeSantis, you know, he was saying, it's like, wait, guys, it has really nothing to do with that. But yeah, it's very similar to this. Just kind of like, well, you know, okay, you can't promote. I mean, you can't speak against this group or or that organization and stuff like that. And it's like, well, wait a minute. It's like, what do you get to say? Or are we just all carrying around duct duct tape, you know, across our mouths? Uh, It's, you know, that's kind of what it looks like. Mm -hmm. You know, it's crazy to think that we're seeing waves of bills targeting drag performances. Um. Things of gender non-conforming, mm-hmm. that the the notion that could trigger a penalty, right, of some kind. Look at we've touched on this point previously. Uh, the number of bills regulating books in K through twelve school libraries. Look at what's being what can and can't be taught in school. Again, i.e., Florida. Right. Right. Um, how about on college campuses? Yeah. Right. Um, you know, uh, data reflecting faculty mem- faculty members being punished or even fired for speech or expression. Yeah. Right. They're not following whatever that narrative is for that college or university, and I mean that could be a separate talk to- uh, a topic. Didn't, on uh, uh, the college that that colleges are no longer a place to go and learn; it's a place of indoctrination. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, it, 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 my, I agree with that. Where I think it's, I think colleges and universities where are definitely not institutions of higher learning. And also it's more like institutions of higher brainwash and you have to accept exactly what it is. How many times we've seen, uh, whether it's maybe some person who is going against maybe the social narrative and they want to go speak on a campus and they got people trying to break down the doors or, you know, um, in fact, where wasn't it? I think the the lady who used to be the former swimmer, I think she went out to uh, the University of uh, San Francisco and she was out there doing a speech. And I think she was attacked and and all that other stuff. I mean, no matter what where you are, you know, and what topic it is, where the fact that you cannot be able to to say, you know, what it is you want to say. But the people who are fighting against you, they can say that all the time, you know, so it just. Again, like I said, it's like where does this end? Who's who's the one who's putting the stop the stop and the go on what can be said and what can't be? Well, let, let's look. Let's just take the government out of the equation for it, right? Yeah. Um, you know, scare tactic, scare tactics and stuff. Yep. Um, how about I don't know if you remember your American history, but the Red Scare of the early nineteen fifties. Joe a little Ma- bit before my time, but I, I might have seen a history and book. And, <laughs> you know, a.k.a. McCarthyism. Okay, I have right? heard the term. I have heard the term before. You know, McCarthy and, and others tried to silence political opponents by accusing them of being communists or socialists. Oh, yes. Yeah, using fear and public accusations to suppress basic free speech rights. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would argue that that is definitely being in play. Look at 
look at the uh, who is running for president, who's running for reelection as president mm-hmm. on the Republican side of the house. Mm-hmm. You know, not that we're trying to get political here, folks, but if you're gonna, if you're looking for a modern day practitioner of McCarthyism, it's pretty easy to see, <laughs> you know, on which side of the uh, aisle as it relates to presidential candidates who's actively practicing that. Um, so I, 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 it's not just the government, it's people, it's, um, it gets back to whatever your narrative is, as long as it fits mine, your speech is fine. But if it doesn't fit me, mm-hmm. um, that speech is not okay. Right. Right. And the fact that I think two people can sit down and have an, a productive conversation about that, about right. speech. Right. I don't think outside of our studio, you and I could find two independent individuals that could have a productive conversation about what is considered free speech or is free speech under attack without one side or the other getting enraged, getting enraged um, about a point or a number of points. I mean, yeah, it's very, I, I would agree with that. I think it's, it's, it seems nowadays, and especially over the course of the last, uh, you could say the last six years or so, uh, with the way people are, you know, so I, you could say so politically, uh, might be politically riled up depending on what the topic is, where I think you're very hard pressed to give or take whatever that topic is, that that person's going to be ready to either, whether it's, uh, you know, not be friends with you anymore. It's like that. I mean, what guys, what happened to the time where, you could agree to disagree and still want to have a beer with that person. Like what, what happened to that? And and that is just, that just boggles my mind where I have a lot of people where that might have different um, opinions of me on several topics politically or non-politically, but there's no way in the world where so that I'd want to get to the point where I don't want to talk with them anymore. It's like, Hey, you know what? I can respect exactly how you feel about you know, this, that, and the other, and that should be perfectly fine. It's like, where did that stop? Or where did, you know, where did it begin that, you know, it was not good to be able to say exactly what you thought on a particular, on a particular topic? I mean, that's, I mean, it it is where, and and quite honestly, it's like, you know, when we talk about the amount of social media, like we were talking about social media on episode six, you know, last week, you know, we, it just doesn't make any sense about how we we see so many of these play, whether it's YouTube or, you know, YouTube or Twitter at that time. And also like where all of a sudden it's like, oh, you know, you have to be really careful. Why is it that you might have it where if a certain political person might have a different ideology, you know, that's considered to be evil or bad or something like that, you know, is going to be completely banned on a on a social media platform. But yet at the same time, we have international leaders out there who are talking about eliminating and exterminating complete countries and they get to say is whatever the heck they want. So where does that end? Who's the one who's choosing what is considered to be bad? And yet this person over here who is more than willing to sit there, I'd rather wipe a country off the face of the earth, but that's okay. You know, well, 
rules for some are not rules for all, right? Yep, absolutely. Um, I, you know, we talked about the speech police. I think you can go ahead and throw in their cancel culture as well. Yep, you sure can. Right, those, and I think that gets to the point I, I was making about as long as your narrative fits my narrative, otherwise, you know, all of a sudden I'm I'm going to cancel you because your narrative doesn't fit me. Right. Right. Let's uh, talk about the lady. Uh, was it from uh, she's the former MMA fighter where that was uh, that was one of the uh, uh, characters on. I think it was one of the, the oh, Star Gina, War- Gina Carino. Yeah, Gina Carino yeah. was on Mandalorian, if I stand yeah, correct. She, was, so. she played a um, uh, rebel uh, uh, fighter in the Mandal- uh former rebel um, fighter. In the Mandalorian. That is one real hot rebel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she got, because of her uh, remarks and her her stance on mm-hmm. a couple of subjects, uh, that unfortunately that didn't line up with uh, Disney and the Mandalorian season, you know, see uh, Mandalorian staff, which ultimately um, led to her... Um, being removed from the show, even though her character was actually pretty popular. Yeah. Yeah. And from what I understand, I mean, I think I saw one episode before I understand where it was, it was starting, their character was starting to play a key role in the storyline. Mm-hmm. And so now you have to get producers to go out there or producer writers to go out there. Yeah. She's not fitting our narrative. So can you figure out in the next week to write her off, you know, get her out of the show and, Stuff so you know, but it's just I mean, and it had nothing to do with the show, right? She was doing a great job. Yeah, she was doing it, but you know, again, it gets back to um, you know that the pressures, uh, you know, outside, you know, big wigs, corporate America, mm-hmm. saying, "Oh, whoa, whoa, we can't have that. We can't have the backlash." Um, it, and it's funny because they were talking about this because during uh, real time. You know, I talked about where uh, Bill Maher had Elon Musk on there. Bill himself mentions um, why he doesn't use Twitter anymore because uh, for the longest time he was on it and making comments. And eventually it was getting to the point where cancel culture wanted to cancel Bill Maher. And they almost I think they I think he made the comment that he almost got him kicked off the air for a little while wow. or so. so he has stopped using uh social media altogether and so you, you kind of see the two um cancel culture mafia man yep you know almost kind of hand in hand right trying to yep. limit free speech um or people just get so offended um that they, they'll jump on any bandwagon that will go against whoever has said the offending statements. Right? I mean, I, you know, there are several shows where that I watch uh, that I really enjoy watching. And uh, some of them are new shows and but different podcasts. And and also and I listen to some of them that are even on YouTube. And I've mentioned this to, uh, to Tim as well, where and I'm sure some of you listeners out there have seen it, too, where. You know, you ever ha- had it where you sit up there, you're watching an episode and maybe some topic. Let's just say if it's a news story and it's a top or that. And then as the people are talking, all of a sudden it gets completely silent or they end up putting on something on the screen. If they happen to be on YouTube, it's a video that they're doing. They're actually video, uh, videoing the podcast. And all of a sudden something comes up saying, you know, due to the content, it's like that. We have actually eliminated this part of it. You know, uh, this part of the uh, the episode and everything like that. And it's like, really? 
or any you know movies that are on like a TBS or something like that, where this movie has been formatted formatted to fit this screen and edited for time. Yeah, content, right. I exactly. Mean, it's, it's so supposedly it's been edited for time. Really, like that. How many times have we seen Avatar <laughs> on on TBS and what that's like? What five hours? Yeah, you would think. right? Yeah, you think I they're mean, editing that bastard? I don't think so. I don't think they're editing the Godfather. I would hope not. Yeah, yeah there, there you horrible. go. Um. So I mean. So again, it's. It's cancel culture. Um, it's definitely state. Uh, it's definitely local, state, and federal government in some capacity. And there's numerous examples um, out there. Again, I think it's you know modern day McCarthyism. Yep. Um, trying to, just without a name. Yep. Just with just without nobody. And wants done very slowly. What what did uh, Ludacris say in his one? Uh, one of his uh, songs, or he says, you know, why run down to get one cow? We can walk down and get them all. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, so it's it's that. Um, and so it's just, it's this notion of not being able to happy, not being able to have a conversation and expressing your thoughts. And those are exactly your thoughts and that's your speech. Right. And if it runs counter to somebody else, mm-hmm. um, we want to cancel that or that's, or you're racist, right. You hear that remark mm-hmm. or, you know, I really think a lot of it being driven today and it's been a common theme across all of our podcasts is just the over, um, level or just society being just so oversensitive. Yeah, it is. It's just, you know, being oversensitive. And the thing is that it, it takes people to have courage to be able to fight back. We use the example, and just because it's just a recent example where really, you know, but, you know, we lose, we use the example of what's been going on with a lot of beer companies recently. I mean, there's been people out there that for whatever reason. Did they you don't- see that Kid Rock video? <laughs> yeah. That was, oh, my. Did that was. Did, wow. Did you happen to if you slow that video down, it, uh, you know, he's using his automatic weapon and he yep. shoot. Did you happen to see if you just look partial to the right, you see something being blasted out at the rest of those. Uh, beer cans and stuff that are no, on that. I, oh my god! I didn't know. So I go have to go back and look yeah, at. Yeah, you got to slow it down. You'll see all this other these this explosion stuff just happening. Really? Uh, yeah. I mean, but it's uh, it, it's crazy, mm-hmm. right? Just because a beer manufacturer is using a um, I believe transgender, right? Yeah, I think that's what he calls um, himself individual on that is a trans he's an influencer on social media well social media right i mean you know we were talking about that obviously um last show and now you've got the kid rocks right of the world travis what's the oh i'd I'd have to go back and find it he's a country music singer who's does has been doing a tour and he says he's taking all budweiser sponsorship off of his tour yeah. and also that's got to be several million dollars because well they're what is it their stock plummeted what six billion i know isn't that crazy in a week i think it's like you know uh talk about you know having a group of your customers your world you know worldwide and especially here in america you know your customers who are you know showing it's like hey you know this is what we not approve of so like that and then you look at the amount of 
rescue marketing they were trying or they want to get back to showing the Clydesdales and, you know, showing they look like some outdoor concert and people in the unit. Did you, have you, did you see that commercial? Oh, that video. Uh, yeah, the so, commercial and everything like that where it seemed like all, it seemed like all the, uh, all the, the butt light cans on everything were highlighted in blue, uh, no matter how far the screen went back. And it's like, come on, man. So <laughs> it's, it's funny because right after I watched uh real time with Bill Maher, there's another show I like to watch. It's called last week tonight with John Oliver. Ah, yeah. I've heard of it. So in one of his segments, he talks about the whole Budweiser, the Kid Rock video, and the um, the uh, advertisement that Bud Light put out after the Kid Rock with with the Clydesdale and everything, and it's, and he was just like, "Talk about missing the fucking point." <laughs> it's like, dude, it's like you had six billion reasons to figure out. What the heck did you do? And you, you, you couldn't just, figure it. It's just a Clydesdale just running, and then it's you know it's various statements about uh, together and everything. I was just, <laughs> uh-huh. and he's like, talk about missing the fucking point. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's just not, it's like you would just think that they would just kind of like. Okay, let's step back from this and really think of, we should have really rethought. I mean, to the point, if I understand, the the lady who was the vice president of marketing specifically for the butt light, you know, not, guys, guys let you know, I'm not a beer drinker and everything, so I'm basically learning all this. So, so, so the people that were in charge of the, the VP, there were two VPs that heads that rolled. Okay. On this. And one one of it was a lady who was in charge of, uh, Marketing. I now, forget. She did. She's the one who did the video on that went viral, right? Yeah. Okay. And so she got let go. Another VP of oh. of marketing got let go. Um, surrounding uh, this whole Bud Light fiasco, you know, nonsense. And so, but it circles back to what we talked about earlier, and what I mentioned earlier about you've got. Guys like Kid Rock, you know, again, it's it, it, it's Kid Rock. So, I mean, let's, we'll just, I'll just say that it's Kid Rock. And then you've got state, you've got local, state, and federal, um, and the federal governments, you know, wanting to pass waves of bill targeting drag performances, where simply being gender nonconforming is enough to trigger a penalty. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's it's crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That you've essentially, you know, the whole Kid Rock, which is a modern is form of McCarthyism right there, mm-hmm. right? And you've actually got, you know, state, you've got local, state, and federal, you know, trying to limit that form of expression, that form of speech. I mean, it, it, it it's crazy today. So... Circling back, ultimately, is free speech under attack? Absolutely. I totally agree, man. And we, as Americans, have a duty to protect that, even if it doesn't fit our narrative. I think it's time we change our narrative and we look at why the... 
the amendments that were written in our constitution, why they were put in place because it's the kind of bullshit that we're seeing right now. Yeah, and I agree with that. And that's and that's why, you know, I feel for myself, you know, almost every day I'm if I'm on my Twitter and also at Real Rich Rant, you know, I'm constantly, you know, trying to put out, you know, just that encouragement for people to just start, you know, start really, you know, fighting back. You know, fight for your your ability to be able to say, you know, that freedom of speech or to have that or because, you know, you deserve because eventually at some point where it's like if we continue to let things go on like this, I mean, it's like you're going to have that silence where it's like, you know, again, where it's like we're going to be walking around basically with like, you know, uh, you know, big pieces of duct tape across our mouths. You know, so so, you know, I don't so it's like, you know, I I, I think, you know, it's important where that, you know, you and if you guys are listeners around here. It's like that. You know, you make sure where that, you know, you have to be able to have your voice heard, you know, so that's what we're here for. You know, that's the whole point of the Unwoke show, because we know, you know, there's a lot of people out there that, you know, that they don't like to hear some of the things and the topics we we have. And all, but that's why we want to make this this show a safe haven for yourself where you know that you can speak and say exactly, you know, what's on your mind. And you're not going to be criticized for it. That's why we always like to start it off saying, you know, all subjects are off the table and free speech is welcome. And also and speaking of free speech, guys, that's exactly why. You know, we always put out there about our feedback. You know, do we always want to hear your feedback? What is your feedback on on is there an attack on free speech? You know, we'd love to hear from you guys again. Again, it's good. You know, definitely comment to us at feedback at unwoke the show.com. Feedback at unwoke the show.com. And also, again, it's like you know, this is what we're here for, guys. We're here for you. No matter you're here in America, Canada, or all, all around the world, we want to hear from you guys. We'll let you know that we are here for you. We are here to stand up for you guys and be able to hear your speech and also definitely know guys reach out to us and we're, we're loving to hear it all right on woke nation it's another great topic another great discussion we will catch you guys later all right guys see you next wednesday